Welcome back to the Fourth and Long Podcast. This is episode number 15. I'm Brandon Fletcher. I'm Connor James. And we're your hosts for this podcast. Another week, another podcast. Uh, we had our first effective PGA Tour golf event of the century that happened this weekend. It's yeah. now over. Yeah. We got effectively our second PGA Tour event this weekend. I would say this one's like a real one. The, yeah, I mean... Last one was the signature Last event. one may have been more exciting than this one, though. Yeah. But they're both in Hawaii, so fun place to be. Makes it tough to watch. Like, it's currently 6.15, and I have people that haven't even teed off yet today. Yeah, yeah. The the time difference is a little tough. Yeah. But we'll get back to regular events next week. This one is the Sony Open. It is. It is in Honolulu, Hawaii. It is. And nobody's playing in it, right? I mean, there are some names <laughs> you might know, but there aren't very many. I'll put it that way. Yeah, you have a DraftKings lineup. Yes, which at this point... Obviously, way too late for people trying to get in on it. <laughs> it's a, a day late, but hey, maybe your Sunday picks will uh, will help out. Maybe um, some some re- well, one returner, some chalk of guys that did well last week that I'm sure a lot of people will think will play well this week, and then some newcomers. Um, non golf fans are probably going to know exactly zero of the six names I have. Fantastic. Um, starting from the top, I guess. Um, guy that won last week. Um, Historically, has played well um, in this event. Uh, Chris Kirk. Chris Kirk. Okay. Um, he's sponsored by my former employer. So that was always kind of fun. Yeah. Um, he's got a pretty good life story. Would you like to to tell the the crowd who used to employ you? Uh, RSM. What? Why? People don't know. Well, they would figure it out. <laughs> if they knew who Chris Kirk was. <laughs> Um, anyways, he won last week, shot like a zillion under, um, he's already finished his round today. He's tied fifth at four under. So that's a pretty good pick. I would say at this point, not looking bad. Um, I took Brendan Todd, uh, who also played last week. He has been hot recently, played pretty well in the fall series. Um, Georgia guy played at Georgia has been playing decently well recently. Um, he also just finished today. Uh, he's also four under and tied for fifth. So Kudos to me, two good picks. Um, I to stay consistent with the, got to keep a Canadian in there for fun. Kept Adam Hadwin from last week. He played Adam pretty Hadwin. well. Had okay. a very good Sunday um, that that elevated him to a middle-of-the-pack finish. He just started recently. He's one under through six, so I'm all right with that pick for now. I took Sahith Degala. Hey. Um, was a rookie last year crushed or I'm two a big fan now. of the guy I like him a lot he's, he's from a, Houston Texas so he's a Texas guy yeah um he's fun he's funny I like his good, humor great personality yeah um very good golfer likes to go low he ended up in second last week so he's hot sure so I have the guy that finished first and then the guy that finished <laughs> second on my team hey playing uh, the hot hand is a good a good strategy right why not um he's through five he's even par right now so not a terrible pick I uh, have Tom Hoagie which some people may know um, I don't know a whole lot about him, uh, other than he has played pretty well in the last six months. Okay. Um, I, I don't know where he's from. His name is H-O-G-E, which I thought was Hogue, but it's like, Hogue. I think it's Hoagie. Hoagie. I think. Don't know a whole lot about him. He's playing terrible right yeah, now, so he's a little bit dead to me. He's two over two through over six. Two over through six, okay. So he might be the guy this week that... That blows everything up. And then I have a rookie, sort of, um, Ben Coles. 
Oh, yeah. sort of joined the tour effectively in 2012. He's played like 35 events since 2012 on the PGA Tour um, and made cuts in like half of them. But last year, he was the leader on the Corn Ferry Tour. He finished number one on the money list, so he got his exemption this year to play on the PGA Tour. So he's hot. Corn Ferry is no off joke. Corn Ferry last year. Yeah. Um, he hasn't teed off yet. Okay. So don't know where he's at, but I hope he. I hope he's. Uh, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm finding something here. TBD. We'll yeah. see. Well, hey, I like the lineup. Like the lineup. I think so far it's not bad. If uh, Hoagie can can pull his act together, everyone else is looking decent. It just comes down to you know where we're at at the end of the day today. Will kind of tell me who I'm looking at making the cut tomorrow. Um, Last yeah. week you had a few good picks, and uh, uh, unfortunately a few duds that held you back, you said. Huh? It, it just seemed like I, I had everybody shoot like at least 20 under par, which you would think means I crushed, but like the entire field shot 20 under par. Um, so I was a little bit outside of the money, but it was a decent week. Um, the tournament itself outside of DraftKings was relatively exciting, to your point. Everybody shot a zillion under. Um, Chris Kirk was the winner at 29 under par. He ended up having a pretty easy, like final stretch to win um it was basically him sahith and jordan spieth yeah that had a chance down the stretch yeah. jordan makes bogey on 16 um and kind of effectively took himself out of it and then sahith who had been just on fire the entire day um hits probably his worst shot of the day for a second shot into five into the par five on 18 and ends up making a par to basically open the door up for Kirk, who at that point I think was only on 16 with nobody else chasing him down. He knew he only needed one birdie coming in, makes birdie on 16, and was pretty much able to just coast in um, to, to win by one. So exciting-ish. Cool that Jordan played well. Um, he's one of my favorites. So I like Jordan. always like to see him playing well. Hopefully he'll have a good year. I also like Sahith, so hey. I'm I think that's to watch both of those guys this year. That feels like enough golf for this week because I know we've got a lot of news in football still. A lot of news in football still. Really, like I texted you, I think it's really just Coach Mageddon this week. So it's crazy. The, the The season's over and everyone just wants to fire their head coach. So, but there were it would be one thing if it was like, oh, these coaches stink. We're yeah. firing all the bad coaches. Yeah, one a little surprising non firing retiring was Nick Saban for yeah. the Alabama Crimson Tide. Yeah. A staple of college football has won seven national championships with Alabama. Has coached Six. in the NFL. Seven national championships in his career. Six at Alabama. Career, one at LSU. One at LSU. Yes. Correct. Yes. And honestly, has had one of the most prolific college careers in history, if not the most prolific yeah. as a coach. Right. I mean, you think of one coach in the in, in college, and that's the guy. He's he's done. Do you see all the crazy stats that came out after he retired? No. Like people mean? were just posting stats everywhere about him, and some oh, of the ones that stood out to me. He had more first-round draft picks than losses. Yes, yes. 58 first-round draft picks or something like that and was, 29 losses, something like that. It was like 29 losses and like, yeah, 48 or something. It was almost double the more, amount of draft picks More first-round draft picks than losses. Is <laughs> and he's played 20-something careers as a coach. Yes. Or 20-something uh, years as a coach. And then the other one that was crazy was no player that played four years at Alabama while Saban was there. Ever graduated without a national championship. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. It's insane. It's an insane stat. I, the man is amazing at bringing together a team and winning a national championship. Couldn't get it done this year. 
he said something at the end of the season, like, hey, my age was getting to me. Couldn't really keep up. This season took a lot more out of me than I was used to. I just had to give it up. Well, he's 72, I think. Oh, he's old. I mean. It makes sense. Yeah. It just, it's yeah. like crazy because it's like, I mean, so he started there in what, 2006? Sounds right. Doing mental math, 2008, something. I don't know. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Around then. So we were like 10 years old. I mean, is he's been the Alabama effectively coach. for our like sports hood life. He has been the coach of Alabama. Yeah. I have entire not known lives. another Alabama coach outside of him. And he basically brought the, the team from mediocrity to perennial championship caliber team. One of the, if not the dynasty of college football, right. ever the right. best. Right. Um, off of retirings, back to firings, we have one of the other greatest coaches of all time. Allegedly. Allegedly. Potentially just carried by his greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> We're saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bill Belichick, right, for the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, basically, it was reported that him and Robert Kraft uh, got together, had a meeting, decided that it was best that he step away from the organization. That doesn't mean that he's not going to coach somewhere else next year. Yep. Because it sounds like he still has a lot of passion for the game. He's also like in his 70s. He is. He coached with Nick Saban on the Browns. He should head down to Alabama. He should take his job. Um, I, I I don't really know where we go in football without Nick Saban or Bill Belichick coaching, but it just feels wrong, right? But there's, I mean, the list is longer than, I mean, yes, those two guys for sure. I would have had Pete Carroll into that list. Well, yeah, I wasn't done talking about all the coaches. I know, but I'm saying, like, uh, you talk, like, there there were a lot of coaches that have been let go this week that were just like Saban. Belichick was even there longer at the Patriots. I think he was there 24 yeah. years. Yeah. Like, that's our entire life, basically. Yeah, and he was GM. I don't know what that means for him, but it sounds like he's stepping away from all of Patriots football, not yes. just his head coach career or job, yes. GM job too. I think he'd originally offered like, hey, I'll step away from the personnel, yeah. like the GM, if that keeps me around. Because I don't think he was ready to go, to your point. No. And I think they were just like, hey, buddy. Um, I think we need to part ways from you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it was from Robert Kraft himself. Yes. Not Bill Belichick. Yes. And like, I can see a world where he's coaching somewhere else next year. Yes, maybe. It, it it made me think of like the ending of The Dark Knight where the cop is like explaining that Batman is the hero that Gotham deserves but not the one it needs right now. Yeah. It's probably the conversation that Robert Kraft had with Bill Belichick. Yeah. I don't know what his response would have been, though. <laughs> I'm just picturing Where Bill running out of the office the way that the Batman does at yeah. the end of that movie. Yeah. Down the street. Yeah. The cape or something. Off to the L.A. Chargers or something. Off to that house that he got a ring video yeah. taken. <laughs> Shirtless man running through the streets. He's a psychiatric break wearing a Batman costume. Oh, We're going to see that in the news next week. Yeah, but you're right, Pete Carroll. He's gone. Pete Carroll. There's another one. He was one your the, dad. One of the worst this dads year, remember? In the, in, in the NFL. Yeah. One of the worst. Not Oh, not, not your dads. dad. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Someone you said you didn't want to be your dad. Yeah. Well, he's retired now, so he can spend retired. more time with you. Son. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he'll care about his children now. But he also said he wasn't ready to them. go. No, I don't think he was. Um I mean, he still loves the game. He still loves being out there with his players playing. And to maybe his he, his point, like he's had a great career with the Seahawks. 
He had a great career with USC before that. Yep. And he pulled the Seahawks team a little bit together when they had not much to go on. Yes. They're not a very talented team, and they had a decent They almost year. got there this year. They almost got there this with year. With Geno and, and company. Yeah. Not a great defense. Not a ton of skills on offense. I mean, Kenneth Walker is their running back. That's not great. DK is yeah. wide receiver one. Who's wide receiver two? Tyler Lockett. He's old. Th- that organization just feels in general like they're a bit stuck in the mud, though. I think so. Maybe that's their yeah. Maybe that's where they're at. Like, hey, we're just like not going anywhere. Yeah, one that your brother was incredibly excited slash like oddly obsessed with as a coach that that was fired was Mike Vrabel. What he was obsessed? Which one? He loves Mike Vrabel. Who? Dylan. I love Mike Vrabel. I was shocked at that. He thinks you guys should hire them as your head coach over Mike Tomlin. Bill Belichick. B. Carroll, Mike Vrabel, all three of those guys, they're not all at the same stages of life, but in terms of coaching, if they want to continue coaching, all three of them should have a job like tomorrow. They're all, I mean, I don't want Bill, and I don't really want Pete Carroll. I would take Vrabel of the three, but, like, they're all. I think Vrabel's a really cool guy. I don't know that he's a elite coach. I mean, he's already won Coach of the Year once in six years as right. a coach. Because he pulled together a Tennessee Titans team for one year, but then you had the same team the next year, minus A.J. Brown, and you missed well, the playoffs, and he, now you're a six-win team. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll say Vrabel's gotten the bad end of some bad luck. <laughs> the Tennessee Titans is a terrible organization to have taken over, and he did a good job for one year, but was that all Mike Vrabel? Well, so I, I know last year... Obviously, you chase A.J. Brown out of the building, so we get rid of our most talented player, which mm-hmm. is a decision, I guess. For basically free, right? Um, yeah, which is, you know, that's probably not a variable thing. In fact, there's been noted beef between him and the GM. Um, don't think he loved that move. And then I think last year, the Titans set a record for starting the most different offensive linemen in a season. Um, so injury-wise they were pretty banged up and it's hard when you have to roll Ryan Tannehill out there and you have five Joe blows off the street blocking for him and no AJ, they had no, they didn't have a wide receiver to throw it to Trayvon Burks, Traylon Burks, whatever his name is, was there one. Yeah. And he was injured. And they I'm not saying that like, they should have done better than that. It I'm just, just saying it felt like if you would have fired, um, what's his face out in, um, San Fran the year that like their yeah. entire team got hurt. Yeah. That's kind of the vibe. And then this year, yeah, they weren't still weren't going anywhere, but a lot of it I feel like it's the GM. Like that team just stinks. Like there's no talent on if it. If I were the GM, I would have given him more time, but I also just don't want to crown the guy for having one good season in Tennessee. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels like you're you're they're going after the wrong problem. Sure. Yes. Yes. I the, think that they are attacking the wrong head of the problem yes. here. They need to get more talent surrounding their team rather than firing their head coach who Admittedly, I think is a good coach, but yes. I don't know that he's like an elite coach. Like their their pieces right now, I co- outside of Derrick Henry, they don't have any pieces. And Derrick Henry's an aging running back who had one of the worst seasons of his career this year. Like yeah. their Tennessee only other has, piece was Ken Byard, and they traded him to the Eagles halfway through the season at they, the beginning of it. They have nothing. I mean, they're in full yep. rebuild mode, and you'd think you'd want a a seasoned. NFL coach leading that rebuild, but eh, you know, it's Tennessee Titans. 
I don't care if they want to be a dumpster fire. I but then would you say he's a seasoned NFL coach? Six years with success, I would say that's better than most coaches get. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In, a, in an NFL where the coaching carousel is insane, you get through yeah. six consecutive years and you win a coach of the year, you're, you always have a job somewhere, I bet you, in the NFL. I don't know about always, but I, I I think he's I think he's good. I think he should get a job. I just don't know that he's going to be the best coach in the NFL. No, I don't know if he's the best in the NFL. I just was shocked it, with the situation. They they just basically said, "Hey, we've got a lot of personnel problems that we need to solve in the off season, yep. and now we also need to hire a coach." Yeah, it seemed like an odd approach to take, but <laughs> to each their own, I yep. guess. I a mean, full rebuild. How about that? Just blow the whole thing up, I guess. They want the number one draft pick next year. Um, they're going to fight the Bears, probably. <laughs> they might. They Not the Bears, right? Oh, yeah, I mean... Because the Bears are going to trade the trade one to somebody again. who's yeah. going to give them another one. Yeah, yeah. they're going to they're gonna have to figure out how to get it from the Bears. So maybe the Bears will trade the Titans, though. Ooh, and they'll draft <laughs> yeah. Caleb Williams? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, we also had Riverboat Ron. Not a surprise. Yeah, see you later. Yeah. Uh, and one surprise, Matt Eberflus, the, the Bears... Not fired. Not fired. But Stay I think in. the offensive coordinator was fired. I believe so. Uh, also, Jim Harbaugh has not come out and said what he's doing next. No. But which team is he going to? <laughs> Maybe Michigan. Maybe. And uh, Arthur Smith got fired. Don't you think? Oh, Arthur Smith. We already talked about that one, one last no, week, we, though. We, had, we hadn't talked about that one. Arthur, Arthur Smith did get fired. There's seven openings. Is that all of them? Arthur Smith, Ron Rivera, Pete Carroll, Mike Vrabel, Bill Belichick. A Brandon Staley and Antonio and Pierce, Antonio Pierce Raiders, yeah. 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 Which if they don't hire him, they're idiots. Yeah, yeah, they need to hire him on as their head coach. Um, Jim Harbaugh, yeah, he could stay at Michigan. I think he's won a national championship now. You what think else? he did win a national championship? I'm trying Allegedly. to say, I think his mentality is, I've won a national championship. I've, I'm at the I've, top of the I've mountain. What else yeah. am I going to do with Michigan? Do it again next year? In the twelve, they're not. They're playoff? not going to do it again next year. No. I mean, it's LSU of twenty nineteen right. incoming. They're have, they're losing. graduating that entire team. Right, the entire thing is gone. Yes. So, unless you have the number one draft class, which they don't, you're probably not going to be back at the national championship stage. So, he's looking at his future, saying, "I have a ten year contract on my table from Michigan for one hundred twenty five million or whatever, or I could just go to an NFL team and build them up." I think it's a more exciting gig to go to the NFL, and I think that's where he's been all season is I'm kind of tired of dealing with this Big Ten crap, all of these suspensions, everything that I've had to go through. Yeah. I'm ready to just go on to the NFL again. I, there's The jobs are there, and I think people will hire him. Everyone's saying that it's the Chargers, but I don't know that that's the best spot for him because uh, they what? have some of the pieces, but Joey Bosa's a free agent. Uh Khalil Mack is a free agent. And uh, Justin Herbert is getting Eckler traded to the Steelers. He's a free agent. Justin Herbert is confirmed going to the Steelers <laughs> at the end of the season. Um, I don't know. They may be losing a lot of their pieces that were their talent, and they couldn't even win with their talent. So I'm not sure that that's the best spot for him. But that's that's the report, potentially. Brandon Staley's job is I would Harbaugh's. think if you're going to go coach somewhere where somebody just got fired, that's the best of the available positions, probably. The only other one that I would say might be good, and this is a little bit of a stretch, is Atlanta and maybe Washington. 
Atlanta has a ton of pieces. They just need a quarterback, which is hard. What about but the they Patriots? have a lot of pieces. They're terrible. They are. That's a blow up. But that's where you could go build something. You you have some draft capital. You can Robert Kraft is ready to completely rebuild, whereas I'm sure some of these teams are going to be a little hesitant to. Yeah. Washington has, has unlimited money right now with new owners that are ready yeah. to build a new regime. So you can do that. I, I, I guess there are other opportunities. But you could also live in L.A. and not have to deal with yeah. Massachusetts weather. I'm sure if it were me, I would not want to go up to the north. So <laughs> <laughs> L.A. sounds pretty nice. <laughs> Uh, but he's been in Michigan for so long that he's probably used to it, how, however horrible that is. He's a Michigan man. Yeah, Michiganite. Um, that's really all I've got for news. Yeah. That- Game recaps. The college football playoff championship happened. Yeah, Michigan won. Michigan won. We kind of alluded to that. Yeah. It was not an exciting college football playoff championship. It was... It was a game. The second half dragged... The, f- the first half kind of dragged, too, even though it was all Michigan. It was just all Michigan at the beginning. But it then- wasn't like the whole first half. It was literally like handoff, touchdown, handoff, touchdown, <laughs> yeah. handoff, no. Well, they definitely had two of those. Yeah. And then it was like nobody does anything for the rest of the half. Well, Donovan Edwards' stats for the half for basically the entire game, I think it was like two touches, 80-something yards, and two touchdowns. Like- yeah. That's what they were. That's all they were doing. That's what we should have done to Washington was just run it down their throats the whole time. Yes, but then yeah, nobody could pull anything together in the second half. It was a close game. However, one sided that whole game was. Yes, yes. it was still close on the score. There, there was a, a shocking amount of like inept offense in the second half. And like, where drops, was Michael Penix? Play like play call was bad. I will say this: I, Michael Penix did not have his best game. No. He also got pressured 18 times. Yes. And we did not do that to him. No, no. So he was throwing under duress. But he had a couple of times where he had a chance. I saw him miss wide open receivers. Well, the announcers kept replaying the play like, oh, this guy was wide open. If he would have just thrown it there, it would have been a touchdown. Like multiple times they were like, oh, he just missed that pass. When he was playing Texas, he was throwing it on a rope. But we didn't get any pressure on him. I think maybe the pressure early, he had a lot of hurries and knockdowns early. Um, first play of the second half, he throws that pick where he gets his ankle stepped on. Yeah. Uh, he also got smoked later in oh, the yeah. third quarter. He was so hurting. I think he was hurting. I think he knew pressure was coming even sometimes when it wasn't. And to be fair, the safeties for Michigan were playing out of their minds. Yeah. Um, so I think it was a combination of the defense played really well. Penix didn't have his best stuff. On the flip side, McCarthy... Also didn't play very well, which led to the kind of boringness of the game. Yeah, McCarthy threw like what a hundred yards total on. Well, basically it was all in the fourth quarter, anyways. He had like fifty yards going into the, the yes. third. Yeah, we had like fifty yards on the last drive, and before that he had like yeah like seventy or eighty yards yeah. or something. So yeah. whatever it was, he didn't have the best game. As a, as a combined championship, they were. Three for twenty-four on third down. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I, I'm friends with a Michigan fan, and in, in the end of the game, like it's third quarter, he's like, hey, as a non-biased observer, this is a pretty boring game, right? It was <laughs> like, so boring. He's a Michigan fan, so he's watching this, and he's like, we're winning. We're like dominating this team. He's like, I know that this is a boring game, right? And I'm like, yeah, this is a 
pretty crap game. It was really boring. The second half dragged. Francesca wanted to go to bed. Like, she was excited to watch the game. She came downstairs, sits down, turns it on herself. It was like, national championship game. We're going to watch this thing. Yes, we are. Then by the second half, she's like, this is the worst, boringest thing I've ever seen. Yes, yeah. yes, it is. Yeah. Um, I'll say the one thing to me that stood out that could have changed that game, not that I think that it would have changed that game, but like late third quarter, Washington had zero momentum. Uh, neither did Michigan, to be fair. And at that point in time, I believe it was a one-score game. Yeah, 20 to 13, I think, at that point. And they finally hit on a deep ball. Yes. Finally. Oh, 32-yard pass, yeah. Yes. they. It was, it was a, a, a deep ball. A dot. And it gets called back for holding. Yep. Show the replay. And it is... Probably a hold. It was a hold. It was it it was by the textbook definition a hold. Um, but for the entire first half, they kept highlighting, you know, like probably PI and probably holds and stuff. And like the refs were kind of just letting it play. They were definitely there were penalties, yeah. but they were almost all procedural, like a false yeah. start or something. But on like actual gameplay, they were just kind of letting it happen. Which I love. I think that I agreed with that most of the time. And then it was like, oh, but we're gonna call that. The first time Washington gets any momentum yeah. in a one-score game, yeah. it was basically like it was a 32-yard play that got called back for a 10-yard penalty. So it was yeah. basically like Negative a 40-yard yard yeah. swing yeah. Um, that they end up now third and 18. They end up punting, and like the very first play, Michigan goes right down the field. Yep. And it's like, oh, yep, this game's over. It was over. It felt over, but it was like, oh, yep, that's just the absolute dagger. So it's kind right. of unfortunate that 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 – to me as a fan, as an unbiased, I didn't care who won. Right. I mean, I was rooting for Washington, but I didn't care. I, I just wanted a good fan, game, right? That felt like it impacted the game more than it should have yeah. in that moment. But then after that, Washington just rolled over, and it was yeah. it was. But you're right. I mean, who knows? I was watching that. I was like, man, this game is way closer than it should be. But then they throw that dime, and they're, they're, they're in field goal range, I think, mm -hmm. at that point. Yeah, they would have been like on the... Somewhere between the twenty and the thirty going in. Yeah, I mean, who who's to say they don't get a touchdown there, and then it's a tied game, and then what happens in Michigan? I mean, yeah, I was I was watching that as a little disappointing that that was one of the calls that that changed. I just wanted to see a good game. I I'm glad Michigan won. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for for my good friend. Go Michigan! Congrats on the national championship. But yeah, I would have liked to see a better game, a little more exciting. Yeah, that was not a very exciting game. Oh well, college football season's over. That's uh, a disappointing final game, but. Hey, Michigan gets to win. On to next year. <laughs> On to the next year. However, it's not the next year for the NFL. No. We had uh, the final week of the regular season week take 18. place. Yep. Exciting week for you and your family. Yeah, exciting. Um, Steelers won. We did. And? And? The Jags lost. Yes. That was one of the many ways that they could have made the playoff. One of the really four-ish ways. Well... Right, because yeah, I guess technically, but one of them relied on a tie, right? And one of them relied on if we one of them was a non-factor once we won Saturday afternoon, right? But yeah, one of the so the, really two, two to four two realistic ways. ways right. to get in, and you did it, you made it, you're in the playoffs. We are in the playoffs. <laughs> Exciting! You you now get to go play Buffalo in Buffalo in a terrible weather game at the expense of TJ Watt too. Without TJ Watt, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you guys won not really even at the expense of TJ Watt. You didn't even need that play. Mm, no, we didn't really need much. I will say, um, I know the score was 
17-10? It was a one-score game that wasn't a one-score game because it was a two-score game until they kicked a field goal very late and yeah. then, like, needed the onside kick. So it was... And, like... It never really felt that close once we had the long touchdown. The Ravens couldn't get anything going. They, Neither they team had, really got anything going no. most of the game. It was a monsoon. Right. It was the worst weather you can... Ha- Snow's one thing, but, like, torrential sideways rain with wind and disgusting, like... Neither team could get it. There was like five fumbles. But not like torrential downpour rain that like passed. It was torrential the whole the game. entire game. I don't know the last time I've been at home and seen that long no. of a rainstorm. It that was, was torrential bad. rain. There was like, they, they, I think at some point in the second or third quarter, the announcers said that they had both teams had, it was, it was probably it early was the third. beginning of the third. I was like the first possession of the third quarter. They were like both teams each have a dozen, a dozen, like 12 right. game balls. Right. And, and then they have another backup dozen balls. backup balls. And both teams had agreed at halftime to switch to the backup balls because the game balls were so waterlogged. Yeah. And that was at half. Yeah. Um, the only like pass play that was any decent anything was when Deontay Johnson got the long pass. And that was right out of a quarter. <laughs> yeah. When Obviously a new it's ball. a brand new ball. Right. So it was like, okay, fine. But yeah, neither team got anything going. Jalen Warren fumbled it like 16 times in the game. Yeah. Mason Rudolph fumbled it like twice. Yeah. Uh, they fumbled. Uh, Melvin Gordon, I think, fumbled twice. Like yeah. it was. And to it, be fair, like the Ravens weren't really trying to. I mean. I don't think they were. But I will. Hot take. I will say based on the weather, based solely on the weather and the need to win, even if the Ravens played players, I think we still win that game. I don't know about that, but... I'm pretty sure. Because we always beat Lamar. Always, pretty much. And okay. it, it was weather. Like, it, it was terrible weather. It doesn't So matter. I don't think, like, adding in Lamar makes it them any better. I think it's the same outcome. Yeah, but it was, like, Lamar and, like, a lot of their Who else on their offense sat, though? Uh, Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham. Mm. So they were playing with Rashad Bateman, Nelson Aguilar, and... Laquan Treadwell as their wide receivers. They wouldn't have passed the ball anyways. It was torrential <laughs> weather. I'm thinking we. It would. I'm thinking same outcome either way. But it, regardless of what happened, the outcome was the outcome. We won the game. Yeah. No, it is. It is the outcome, and you guys made the playoffs, and you get yeah. another week of football. Tennessee beat the Jags. Tennessee beat the Jags, which was surprising, I guess, to see, but. Uh, also, kind of par for the course for the Jags this season, Yeah, huh? I was going to say, I was surprised, but I was pretty, to be fair, I think I said on the pod last week and going into the week, the one that, like, everybody was saying that the Dolphins was our in. Like, oh, the Dolphins will beat the Bills, and that's our in. All week, like, no, I think our best in is the Titans beating the Jags, because the Jags yeah. like to fold at the end of yeah. the season. And, and they did. They did. And you go back to December, and I think the Jags had tweeted out after their 8th, ninth win, whatever, Yes, like, hey, playoff tickets are on sale, as yes. they had a 99% chance to make the playoffs yes. at that point in time. Um, also, roughly around that time, they they tweeted something with one of their players taking a terrible towel yeah. out of a Steelers fan's hands and fake waving it around and, I think, throwing it on the ground. Um, just goes to show, you probably shouldn't do that. And ball don't lie. Uh, it's happened once before. TJ Hushmanjada did that for the Bengals in the very famous season where Carson Palmer was balling for the Bengals. They were the one seed, I think, or the two seed, something like that. And uh, Carson Palmer tears his ACL, and we beat them in the playoffs. Yeah, it's a little bit of karma, isn't it? Yes. That. Hey, I, I'm glad you guys are in over the Jags. How about that? I, I, I'm I glad would, we're in over the Jags. I would prefer to see you guys another week than the Jags. Uh, I don't know about that. But to be fair, we have been playing better under Mason, and uh, if it was anybody but the Bills, I'd be excited. But I think the Bills are – we'll get to it. What if – I think the Bills are going to kill us. What if you play 
Kenny Pickett this week? Well, we won't. <laughs> what if you did? I would be How confused. How mad would you be? <laughs> I would just be really confused. Why would we do that? Play. The Texans are in. That one I'm really excited about. Might be more excited. Mm, no. I'm just slightly less excited that the Houston Texans are in than the Steelers. Because are they're a Super Bowl contender now. They are absolutely <laughs> a Super Bowl contender. And I, I like... I mean, I can root for Houston, I think. The Cowboys won their division. Yes. Outright. Yes, they did. Look at that. We beat the Eagles at the end of the year. You did. The Philly is falling apart. Down Falling apart. They are down bad. Tons of stats have come out about their season. One of the most exciting ones. No team since the 1986 Jets, I believe, have started a a season 10-1 and and ended with less than 12 wins. Yeah. And... That's just the they, Eagles season. They're down so bad. One, Their defense is playing terrible. Jalen Hurts is now hurt. Like they are. And AJ Brown is out, out. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is not going to feel good, but I think he's going to play. He hasn't thrown. A, I've seen he hasn't thrown a ball since the game. And it's Thursday. Yeah. That's tough. The Bucks are in because they beat the Panthers. Bucks are in. They, they. <laughs> you want to talk about convincing wins. Yeah. Nine to, nine to zero. That was a shutout, sir. <laughs> That was a terrible football game. Oh, they they get to play the Eagles though. I, and I think that's <laughs> out of I all of the NFC teams, that's the best one, probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that there was anything else super exciting. The Lions beat the the Vikings. It didn't matter. The Browns lost to the the Bengals. They were already going to win their division. Um, Seahawks barely missed missed out because the Packers won. They're in over the Seahawks. Chiefs won. They win their division. The Rams are in. They beat the 49ers just barely. That I mean, it was, in the backup it was bowl. relatively set already yeah. before the week. The biggest ones were the Bills beating the Dolphins. So they win over they get the to Dolphins. Be the two seed, yeah. They get to be the two seed, which means they get to play you guys because you guys got in. Yep. I would have loved. I was rooting. Once we won and once Miami or once the Titans won, I was honestly rooting really hard for... Miami oh, to Miami, win 100%. because I wanted to play Kansas City. 100%. That's a way better, way better playoff game. Oh, my God, yeah. The weather is going to be terrible either way. Yeah. KC is going to be like, feels like below, like 10 below. It's going to be the coldest football game played in a long time, like the last 10 years like or something like bowl. that. But it's not going to be as bad of weather, I think, and it's not Josh Allen at home in bad weather. Who's won five games in a row. It's going to be yeah. Kansas City who's dropped games to every single half-decent team this season. Yeah. However... As we've said all year, the Bills are streaky, so... Maybe five hey, is enough. Maybe five is enough. Five is enough. And you get to six. Can, I, if I'm a Bills fan, I'm a little nervous, because that means you got to win nine to get the Super Bowl in a row, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know if they've got that in the bag. I don't know that they've got that in the bag, but uh, an exciting week for Steelers fans, and mildly exciting week for Cowboys fans, because now we get to play at home at, at least probably two games. And I will say... I've got some really good news for you, but yep. also some potentially bad news that comes with that good news. Okay. The good news. We won on grass. You won on grass. Look at that. It's, we we have broken the curse. It's been hotly debated all year long. Mm-hmm. What's going wrong From with all the, the Cowboys? Exactly. What's going on with the Cowboys? They go on the road, they lose. Like is it is it is it the the good teams or is it being on the road or what is going on? And then we decided it's the grass. It's the grass. You guys can't win on grass. It's the playing surface, yeah. But no traction. great news for you guys. You went into Washington. Yep. And outside of a slightly shaky start where I was like, whoa, is Washington alive in this thing? It like immediately snuffed out after like six yep. minutes into the game. But yep. like for like 
five or six minutes, it was like, oh, Washington sure. can kind of move the ball. It was like on seven, you guys. seven or something. Yeah, it was, was like, like oh, yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. Eh, maybe. And then immediately it was like, no, no, you guys yeah, are going to yeah. kill him. Yeah. Um, but you won on grass. Yeah, we sure did. Here's the bad news to that. Okay. Yeah, okay. That means it wasn't the grass. <laughs> it was just that the just good means teams. that it was the good teams, <laughs> ah, which is dang. maybe. N- <laughs> That's maybe the problem. Well, what if it was a curse and we just broke it this weekend? I would say if that's it, then <laughs> Cowboys fans rejoice. Rejoice. We rejoice. To be fair, the only team we're going to have to play on grass this year is going NFC to be championship. the yep. NFC Championship game yep. at San Francisco in yes. Candlestick or potentially... Nope, that would be it. That would That'd literally be it. Be it. Um, well, I mean, there's several NFC teams. It, whatever the NFC Championship game is, a lot of NFC teams would be on grass. Right. Um, but you would have the home. We would have the home. That's everybody, what I mean. Because we're the two seats, so it wouldn't be anything yeah. else. And then the, the Super Bowl is played at Allegiant, so Which that's turf. turf, right? It's turf, yeah. So you've got to get through one more potential grass one game. grass game. That's it. Potential. And maybe that's San Fran loses next week. And then you're at home the rest of the way. Exactly. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah home like, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah Allegiant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the curse is broken. God. Super Bowl bound. <laughs> Never know. You get to, you you and the Bills get the easiest draw. Um, not to, I mean, I guess we're kind of just jumping into preview a little bit. Like you, no seven seeds ever won a playoff game. <laughs> it's only existed for three seasons. Yes, and they're zero and six in those three seasons. You you guys are like ten point favorites over Green Bay. The Bills are like 10-point favorites over us. Yeah. I think like, it's 10 for the Bills and 7.5 and for us, but regardless. Whatever it is, you guys, as it, as it should be, the 7 seed stinks. The 2 seed is obviously playing very well. So you get a really easy draw the first week, and I think that's that should be good for you. Maybe you can, can get the engine going yeah. and get some momentum so that maybe you can get moving in the playoffs. Yeah. Potentially. Hey. I'm excited. I'm I've excited. seen some Des caught it fear from some Cowboys fans, including like, myself. That was like fifteen, not fifteen. Let's not like ten years ago. I so maybe say let's calm down. It's less so at this point. Des caught it fear, and more so. Oh my God, Mike McCarthy is our head coach. Yeah, I, that would make me a little bit nervous. I'm not confident in that one. Do you think this is a long con for McCarthy? Yeah, in Green Bay, coming down yeah. to. To Dallas, what's it been like six, seven years, six years, something like that? And so it's just, been cooking him for six years, so that inevitably he could help Green Bay win a playoff game. Could be. I'm excited to see this weekend. I I think you're going to kill them. I hope so. Uh, Green Bay has thrown some duds out there. They've they also, also played some really good games against good teams yeah. too. <laughs> They've been super like bipolar. Yes. We'll see which one they bring out this week. But you guys are going to be on turf, and you're at home. And at home. Like, all the curses and all the reasons that you guys stink, none of those are in play this week. Let me say, silver lining to us losing this week, maybe Mike McCarthy's out. Ooh. That would be nuts. I'll say, I'll, let me ask you, I'll pose, I'll, let me pose a question yeah. to you as a Cowboys fan. Yeah. You have two choices. Lose on Sunday. Yeah. Lose in the Super Bowl. You don't have any other choice. But, okay, what's the ramification of losing on Sunday? Do I get to have Mike McCarthy out as head coach? Uh, I, anything that could potentially come with I'm not going to give you any extra, like, well, then maybe. If I, if I don't know, then I'm going to say lose in the Super Bowl. But if I do know that Mike McCarthy's out at head coach, I'll probably take losing this Sunday. What about lose this Sunday yeah. or lose in the NFC Championship game? 
No, I mean, I'd like to watch another game of football. Okay, so it's just, yeah, yeah at that point. It's more fun to watch more football. So, yeah, I'd rather than play as, lo- as long as There will be can. an NFC Championship game, yeah. whether you're and in I'd it or not. I'd rather it be watching the Cowboys. <laughs> Fair. Fair. I, I'm, I'm, I have, here's, as a Steelers fan, on the flip side, I know we're going to get killed this weekend. Okay. But here's my one glimmer of hope. If we some miracle win, and I'm, literally going to it's going to take a miracle because there's no real world that we win okay we get to go play the ravens of any of the teams that'll be left at that point i know they're the one seed i know they're hot we don't match up against anybody well but baltimore maybe kansas city you would have liked maybe but uh, outside of them we get to play baltimore and i'm like kind of okay with that so there's a world where it's like this is our hardest battle. Then we'd play Baltimore, and then we'd play whoever's left if we won yeah. that game. Which at that point, whoever would be left would be... What about the Browns? They might be the ones that are left, but it would probably be the Texans because the Texans are going to crush the Browns this weekend. Yeah? You think so, huh? I'm going to be rooting for them, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Um, yeah, that was uh, all. <laughs> yeah, I'd, whatever. We, my hypothetical is we win this week by some miracle. I actually don't think that we're like... I think we are going to get crushed way more by the Bills than we would get crushed by the Ravens. Just because yeah. we play them well. We play the Ravens well. I think if you played like five games against the Bills here and five games against the Ravens, yeah, you're going to have a lot of a lot of closer games against we the, split against the Ravens. split with the Ravens where we probably lose five against I don't the even, Bills. I don't even know. You may even beat the Bills more, but you probably uh, lose to the Bills a lot worse than you lose to the Ravens. They, they have it run it up on us, yeah. and they won't run it up on... The probably. Ravens probably won't run it up on yeah. us because yeah. we've played them enough. Like, yeah. there's just a And both of the times matchup. it's been a low-scoring game now last week, and you take that one out because yeah. I don't know it that you really count that one, right? But We play Lamar very well. Yeah. Uh, better than probably... I don't know this, but I would say of any team in the NFL, we probably statistically have played Lamar the best. Probably. Probably. Maybe, maybe not statistically because I'm sure there's some... One and there's probably some yeah like weird that. but like of anyone who's played him like 10 games five games six whatever games it is, whatever i feel like we have to be one of the best yeah, yeah probably anyways um anyways let's get to the fun stuff the we've fun got, we got to get to the fun stuff some power rankings i'm excited for this one okay so we've talked about the the year's over for a lot of nfl fans over half of them not us because we're fans of good teams yes so we're happy hoagie made a bogey Ah, uh, another oh, one. He's three over. Idiot, idiot. Yeah. He's 129th right now. <laughs> he was 122nd when we checked, so that's that's not going in the right direction. There's only 143 guys. Um, we're happy because we're good football fans. Yeah, of good football teams. I'm glad I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm sure you're glad you're a Steelers fan. I wouldn't. Francesca keeps floating like changing teams. Yeah. Because she's, well, so this was really last year. This year, she's brought it up less. Because last year, Texas kind of was disappointing. And then, obviously, the Steelers stink. And then, obviously, like, the Pirates stink. And, like, kind of the Spurs stink. Like, yeah. every team I root for kind of stinks. She was like, shouldn't we, should we just pick a better team to root for? And I was like, I, no. Do you have any idea how this works? Like, <laughs> you are branded at birth with a team. And that is your team. Unless you're some psychopath, that is your team for the rest of your life, like for good or bad. So let's just be happy that we were branded with our teams right. and not like these uh, individuals that we're about like to these start. Individuals, yes. right. So this is a list of our power rankings mm-hmm. for the top five worst teams to be a fan of this season. I would I, I went into it with the mindset of like 
right now. Right now. Yes. Right now, these are Today. the top five lowest fans of the lowest fans. Yes. I had a lot of like honorable mentions that I wanted to put at number five. It was really hard. I wrote down like ten teams and I had to just start getting rid of them. I know, I know. So I think we I think we'll probably have a lot of the same ones. We'll probably have a few different ones. My number five is the Jaguars. Wow. I put the Jacksonville Jaguars on there. You have gone through a host of coaches that have been pretty terrible now. Doug Peterson is looking good. Pretty good. Trevor Lawrence is a great quarterback. When healthy. Until the end of the year. He's not so healthy right now. <laughs> you were top of the world. Like the a month ago. The hottest team in the NFL. Everyone was saying, Super Bowl contender, they may win the AFC. This is probably the hottest team. I think even you were sitting there like, oh, I don't know I who's like going to be Jacksonville right goods, now. Yeah. Yeah. And now you miss out on the playoffs. That's a pretty low spot to be so high and then just kick down so low. And now you get one of the worst draft picks that you can get without making the playoffs. Correct. That sucks. Sucks to be you. Sucks to be you. That's my number five. I think that's a good one. I'm going to say right now I cheated the system a little bit. Okay. I had so many teams. Uh, I had at least one spot, and I won't ruin any other spots, where I felt like two teams had identical situations to oh. be bad about. Okay. So to help me get a few more teams into my power rankings, I would put them on the same. I okay. tied. So I have uh. a T5. T5. But I didn't exclude a person either <laughs> to like make an actual tide. So T5 here for the same reasons in my mind, similar to your Jags. Mm-hmm. At some point in time in this season, both of these teams were talked about as the best teams in either of their conference. Okay. Crushing people. These teams are Super Bowl contenders. They're going to beat everybody. These are the one seed, the two seed. These are the best teams. Yep. Right now... Both fan bases are terrified of being eliminated in the first round of the playoffs right now. Yeah. It is the Philadelphia Eagles (laughs) and the Miami Dolphins. Okay. I can see how both of those are pretty darn low. Yeah. If you're Miami, fun stat about Miami, they are 0-9 in games where the temperature is below 40 degrees. I did see that one. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like negative 10. Yes. And if you're Philadelphia... What we just talked about earlier, they're ten and one. They finished the season eleven and six. Eleven and six. So both of these teams had very high highs and have just had the most miserable last five or six weeks in their existence. Yep. And will probably have a bad weekend too. Probably going to. These fans are not happy right now. No. But I put them at five because like they're still pretty good teams. Yeah. So it's like there's still some outlook for the future, but right now you have to just be miserable that you're on such a high high. Yeah. And now you're pretty much in the valley well, now. A couple of weeks ago, Miami had the AFC outright over Baltimore. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and now they're not even their division winner. Uh, yes. Yeah, they, both of these teams went from being and the Eagles one too, seeds, actually. Both they of were them were the Fran- one Fran. seeds at yeah, one point. They're yeah. both wild card teams yeah. now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so put them at five because that's got to be pretty tough. That is tough. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. My number four here, the Atlanta Falcons. Oh. You you probably have them. You may have them. Whatever. This is a team that's tough for me because they have a lot of pieces. Now they're missing a quarterback. Yes. But you draft Bijan Robinson. You draft Kyle Pitts a couple years ago. Yes. In the first round, Kyle Pitts I think was eighth overall. Maybe Bijan was eighth overall. Something like that. Whatever it was, early first round, not even like late first round. 
and you don't even use these guys. As a fan, you have to be watching, like, why aren't we letting Bijan be our starting running back? Why aren't we passing to our elite pass-catching tight end that we just drafted? What are we doing out here? And then Desmond Ritter's your quarterback? That's tough. So I think this team was listed here. Yeah, they suck as an organization, but it's because they're not making the right decisions and they don't allow any of their actual talent to run this team. So I think that they're got to be a pretty low fan base. They were on my list. Yeah. But they were an honorable mention now. Booted. So they're not on my list. Booted. My number four. Yep. They came into the season as a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. This fan base has been down bad for decades. And they come into the season with new hope. And that new hope had a name. And that name was Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And four plays into the season, he pops his Achilles tendon, and their yeah. entire year is over immediately. Over. They have been pitiful this season. And and the one of the worst parts about it, too, they had a glimmer of hope where they, they played like a couple of games pretty decent. Mm-hmm. And, oh, Aaron might come back yeah. in six weeks or yeah. eight weeks. He's, he's a bionic freak. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. No. You had to live with a little bit of hope all year long that just kept getting a little bit more dwindling and dwindling. No, no. Miserable if you're a Jets fan. And now yeah. you're right back to where you've always been. Is, is it a basement dweller, terrible organization? But Aaron Rodgers is back next year. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to put them on my list too. They unfortunately got booted. Um, my number three is the Denver Broncos. <laughs> this, This, for a lot of the same reasons as the Jags, they start off doing terrible. Yes. It's like we just spent all this money on Russell Wilson and we're just going to go out here and suck. And then they win five games in a row. Yeah. You're like, man, we are riding it big here. We're going to make the playoffs. And then now at this point, they're in one of the worst quarterback purgatories I have seen in history. They are paying this man, Russell Wilson, something around $40 million next year. So you can't even go get a reasonable free agent to sign. Your backup is Jarrett Stidham your other backup, I don't even know who he is. I'm not even sure who their other backup well, is. Because they sent Drew Locke to Seattle. They sent Drew Locke to Seattle, so they don't have another viable backup. Your best bet is to draft, and you won enough games to put yourself middle of the pack in the draft that yeah. you're probably not going to get one of the top talents here. So no. as a Broncos fan, you well, And be. they traded away a lot of draft capital to you get Russ. Gotta be. And Sean Payton. So they traded for Sean Payton. They traded for Russ. <laughs> I forgot about the trade for a coach. Yeah. <laughs> they traded for a coach. This is this is an organization that's got to be down in the dumps. And as a fan, you've got to be feeling it pretty bad right now. I'll talk to Ruben about it. See yeah. how he feels. Yeah. Who's your number three? My center? number three is another tie. I have okay. a T three here. You've already talked about this team, so okay. I'll kind of just brush on. It's the Jags. Yep. But I put another team in almost an identical situation as the Jags in the sense that you were a well, maybe slightly different, but you were a playoff hopeful with Can a I decent ask, shot. Is it the same division? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You're a playoff hopeful all the way up until week 18. Yeah. And you play on Saturday night against CJ Strad it at home in the Lad House. And had a chance for a lot of the game. And just you you just Drop a pass on fourth, fourth and two, and fourth yeah, and whatever one, whatever it was. it was at the end of the game, and your season ends in crushing defeat. It is the Indianapolis Colts. Let me just say, why are they throwing it to that guy on fourth and one? Well, I mean, he's wide open. To be fair, he's wide open, so catch the ball, guy. Also, Gardner, throw a little bit better pass. Jonathan Taylor? If Jonathan Taylor's out there, he's covered. 
Yeah. Probably. The yeah. reason this guy's not covered is because he's probably going to drop the ball. Yeah. So it's one of those, like, <laughs> there was a, two-sided. <laughs> it was a business decision <laughs> that the Texans made. They I, said, I know we're, they're going to throw to that guy. Yes. If they do, he's dropping it. Kind of like in basketball when you just leave, like. Yeah, the crappy guy wide open on three so yeah. that hopefully he shoots. We want you to shoot so we can rebound it. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of what they did, I think. Yeah, yeah, and it worked. Feel it bad. worked. He, I to saw a him team. interviewed after the game. He's yeah. crying in the locker room. Yeah, should have caught it, touched my hands, buddy. You were never that guy. No, it's okay. Nobody expected you to be that guy. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I feel bad for him. I do. Feel bad for Colts fans. I too. feel bad for Colts fans too. I mean, you lose your starting quarterback at the beginning of the season, basically, like and four then, different times. And then it's like, oh, Gardner Minshew, he's good. We're going to be a playoff team. And the AFC South is like kind of bad. Like yeah. we've got a good chance here. Yeah. Nope. Didn't nope. work out. Nope. Sorry. Sorry about you. My number two is an organization that also came in with very high hopes to the season, like some of your your previously mentioned ones. Wow. And just blew a fuse. This is the Chargers. The LA Chargers. They had all of the talent in the world. We've got Justin Herbert, elite quarterback. We've got Joey Bosa, one of the elite edge rushers. Khalil Mack, elite edge rusher. We've got Derwin James as our safety. We've got Keenan Allen. I mean, what more do you need as an organization to be talented? Maybe a good head coach? They didn't have that one, and they ended the season with one of the worst records in the NFL. You got to be going through it because you had such high hopes. I mean, some people were talking about this as this is the Chargers' year. Yeah, it felt like it. Yeah. I was pretty high on the Chargers coming into coming the season. Coming into the season, yeah. And now you're at a point where I think eight of your probably top 20 players are on free agency this year at the end of the season. Like, you may lose them all, and you don't have a head coach. It's a tough, tough spot for them. Dude, the LA Chargers probably would have been on my top five things I thought was going to happen, but then didn't happen list. Oh, uh, yes. That I was yeah. wrong about. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah. It's a good one. It is a good one, and it's a good list, and we'll get to it. Yeah, at some point. Uh, my number two, um, kind of my last two are, we're going from, like, down bad fans to just down bad everything about the yeah. dumpster fires. Yeah. This team, I would say, probably has the worst quarterback room in the NFL, yeah. and it's not the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nope. But it's also a P team. So imagine being worse than the Steelers <laughs> in the quarterback room. This team now no longer has a coach, no longer has a GM, has absolutely zero talented players on their team. I can't think of any. Ramondre Stevenson. Maybe. Kind of. It's the New England Patriots. Yeah. You can. You had a dynasty for years, and as a Steelers fan who has six Super Bowls, like when you win so much, you start as a fan to like expect things. Yeah, and so like that's why like people, some people are like, oh, Steelers fans want to fire Tomlin. They're crazy. Like Steelers fans expect more. Sorry that we're not <laughs> any of these other teams we're <laughs> listing. Like there's an expectation when you win. Patriots fans have that expectation, and they have to be miserable that they now are bad, and there's not much in the future that looks good. No. Like, there's not a lot of hope. No. It's a total And they're drafting at four or something like that, three, four. I mean, they're not going to get number one pick. You're not getting Caleb Williams, and you're not getting Drake May, probably. Yeah. You can get a quarterback. 
But there's no guarantee he's going to be any good. And even if you do, you're throwing to Kendrick Bourne, right? That's third they, wide receiver one. There's <laughs> just zero offensive talent on that team. And the defense is decent, but like... The defense is decent because they scramble together a team with Bill Belichick as their head coach. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they're going to keep their defensive pieces, but... It should be interesting. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I feel bad for Patriots fans. My number one... I'll be honest, is probably your number one. Yeah, I think at this point, since neither of us have said them, yeah, <laughs> probably this team. I do know someone who is a fan of this team. And, and I, I know do. you know someone who's a fan of this team. I do feel bad for him. Um, you traded away your draft capital. All of it. To get a quarterback who is not panning out. Oh, and oh, by the way, you traded away your best wide receiver, too, in the same trade. Best wide receiver in the same trade. Just so that you could have no draft capital this year, you and you it. fired your head coach halfway through the season. Your owner's dumping water on other teams' fans <laughs> out of his press box. Yeah, and now there's a the petition signed to fire this guy, which is fair. He seems like a jerk. It's the Panthers. It's the Carolina Panthers. My number one. This team. is the worst fan base, the most down bad fan base in NFL right now. To be fair, I don't think they've ever been good outside of the couple of years that Cam Newton was relevant, that yep. they went to the Super Bowl and didn't win. Like yep. they, They've been down bad for a long time. Yeah. You had Christian McCaffrey. You did nothing with him. Yeah. Yeah, you wasted his career. This, well, his career in Carolina, he's doing just fine. He's doing just San fine Francisco. in San Fran. But you have been bad for a long time. Tepper has fired more coaches than the Texas Longhorns in the last 10 years. And I have to say, who is going to want to go to the Panthers as their head coach with Urban that Meyer. track record? <laughs> Urban Meyer. There you go. Bring him in. Jimbo Fisher. That would be a good one. Yeah. Uh, no draft capital. Your quarterback that you just is supposed to be your franchise sucks. The, the, the salt in the wound, too, is you have no draft capital, but you also gave away the number one draft pick this year. The number one draft pick this year. Yeah. Yeah. For Bryce Young. Yeah. Yeah. You could have Caleb Williams. Yeah. Who might be better than, might, you know what? I don't know if he's going to be better than Bryce Young, but he won't be worse. Yeah. Yeah. How can you get much worse than that? Because now they're also saying like, well, you got to give him another year to develop. Now it's just going to be another Kenny Pickett situation where every year it's like, well, he hasn't enough time. So he has nobody to catch. Adam Thielen's <laughs> is number one. Yeah. We're throwing it to Jonathan Mingo. Yeah. I, I feel bad for Panthers fans. And Chuba they are, Hubbard. They are, unfortunately, the saddest NFL fans in Has the league. To be. Has, Has to be. Has to be the saddest. Um, that was all. That was all. That was all we had. Did you have any honorable mentions? Um, of course I had plenty of honorable mentions. Um, One of mine was Seattle. Seattle Seahawks, I thought about them. I think that they are one that is going to look forward to the next few years and say, Geno's got a couple more years. Oh. We got rid of Pete Carroll. The worst dad in the league is out. We can get a new dad. They're in limbo, and it ain't getting better, I don't think. I think one of the ones that I wanted to mention was the Jets. That was one of the biggest ones that I wanted to mention. Nice. One of the other ones was the Arizona Cardinals. Nice. They don't have a lot of hope looking forward. Kyler Murray is your quarterback, but he's kind of middle of his career and maybe middle of the road of a quarterback, so you can't really draft one. You get a wide receiver. I don't know that's going to be enough pieces. Of course, I want to talk about the, the Patriots. <laughs> um, and then I'm trying to pick a playoff team now. What about the Giants? The that Giants. was one of my honorable mentions, too. He paid a bunch of money to Danny Dimes, who kind of stunk before he got hurt for the rest of the year this year. And that team was 
so bad. Yeah. I'm, maybe I didn't list them because they're in our division and I'm kind of happy that they suck so bad. But like so, their fans are down bad. But I've, 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 I find myself maybe a partial fan because I'm a fan of how bad they're doing. So like, and hey, another I'm one of the division commanders I felt like was an honorable mention. Commanders, yeah. They're pretty bad. Yeah. There are a lot of teams that are down bad right now. So fair. I mean, I, they, yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> 18 out of the 32 are probably down pretty bad right now. I think it's fun that at least two of the playoff teams are probably down bad. And I would say there's more than two that <laughs> yeah. are down bad. Yeah, and going to be down worse next week, probably. Yeah, for sure. Um, we don't have any college games anymore to talk about, so say goodbye to that for something like 40 weeks. So that's sad. 40 weeks? <laughs> it's, it's like 30. real? Yeah. It's 30-something. So that's sad. That's I mean, sad. spring ball, whatever. I don't know if you count any of that. We'll have uh, the UFL Oh, talk about the United Football League, maybe. Yeah, we could we could maybe get into that. That might be exciting. There's a San Antonio team. There is a San Antonio team, and they had one of the best fan bases last year, so maybe we'll carry it through. They were the worst team, though. They were, but we still showed up to our games. Might go to a game, yeah. Uh, we've got the wild card games coming up this weekend. So Excited, yes. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about them all. Browns-Texans, they get to play this Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Cleveland is favored by two points. You already... Kind of buried the lead here. You think the Texans are going to go and route the Cleveland Browns, don't you? I don't know if they're going to route them. Here's, here's on this entire weekend, to me, this is the most exciting game. As a uh, neutral fan, I don't think any other game is more exciting. Definitely not, 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 not. Maybe the only other one would be Dolphins-Chiefs, which is up next. I think that's going to be a whooping because of the weather, but we'll get to it. I, I think this game is going to be a close one. It is a really talented Browns defense Yes. Versus what I think is a okay Texans defense, but you've got a really talented Texans offense, especially with CJ Stroud at the helm. Nico yeah. Collins and CJ Stroud have had some Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams esque. Even though they went this to season. Michigan and Ohio State, that's crazy, right? Yeah, but they've just been they've been in in tune with one another and on another level. It's unfortunate that he lost Tank Dell, and I think that might be a big little Achilles heel that he lost his wide receiver two. Yeah. And Joe Flacco's getting back his wide receiver one in Amari Cooper, who is expected to play this weekend. And yeah, the defense is yeah. healthy. So that's what I'm like leaning on. I think the Browns are going to win. Here. It it does it does seem like that would make sense. I don't want to root for the Browns. Can't imagine a world of the Browns win a playoff game. Um also hot take, and maybe this is totally factually untrue. Uh, Joe Flacco was like 90 years old. Yeah. Um, he didn't play last week, so he's going to be a little stiff. Here's a, rusty. a hot stat for you that may be a podcast curse. Joe Flacco, 5-0 and in wildcard games. Oh, I hope that's a curse. 5-0, <laughs> and undefeated, can't lose. I don't know. I, I just can't root for the Browns in this one. I'm going to root for the Texans. If the Steel, When the Steelers, I want to say if. Because I want to have some hope. If the Steelers get eliminated, I will immediately be rooting for the Texans. But that will be hard to do if they get eliminated before the Steelers do. So need the Texans yeah. to win. Here's the other side of things. Wouldn't it be kind of cool? So you guys, as a Steelers fan, you have the best record division in ages, right? Since yeah. like the 1930s, no, no team or no conference division has had everyone over 500. Correct. And you guys do. So wouldn't that be cool to be like the Steelers are still in and the Browns are still in and the Ravens are still in and I guess there's only four teams left in the AFC and you have three of them. 
That would be uh, cool, I guess. But let me ask you this question. I'll flip it to you. Let's say you got the Cowboys, the Eagles, and we'll just pretend the Giants made the playoffs this year. No, I want the Eagles to lose this weekend. And do you, want, you would want the Giants. <laughs> right. So yeah. I don't want the Browns to win. Yeah. Yeah. It would be fine if they did win. Then sure, I'll be bound, pounding the drum on like, look how good this division is. Yeah. And you know what? The Steelers went 5-1 and one in this division this year. They did. We're not a good football team. But we were the best football team in our division. You sure were. In terms of division record. In terms record. of division record. And I'll give it to you. You were. You were. You beat almost we, we beat all of our matchups, every game basically. you had. Yeah. The only team that we lost to was the Browns when Dorian Thompson Robinson started. DTR, baby. What is that? Anyways, back to the Texans game. It feels like the Browns defense is going to be the factor here. They probably are going to rush CJ Stroud. But I would say CJ Stroud was under fire a lot against the Colts last weekend and played well under pressure. CJ Stroud does exceptionally well under a blitz, under pressure. And I think that if he can make some good passes, the Texans definitely have a shot here. I think this is, to your point, looking at the the Dolphins-Chiefs next, it probably isn't as exciting a game because of the weather. So I'll give it to you. I think this that I, I am also excited for this game. You're so taking the Browns? The Are we making picks? But I'm taking the Browns, sure. I'll sure. take the Texans. Sure. I'll take the Browns. I think that they're a better football team and they're healthier. They're going to win. Nice. Dolphins Chiefs is up next. That's at 7 p.m. on Peacock, which is garbage. Uh, Kansas City's favored by five. Have you seen the conspiracy theories about the Peacock game? No. Okay. So you know who plays for the Chiefs, right? Uh, that was a very broad question. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. There you go. Travis okay. Kelsey. Do you know who Travis Kelsey's dating? Um, let me see. Taylor Swift. Yes. Yeah. And you know what Taylor Swift like fans are called the, the Swifties, oh, the Swifties yeah. like a crazy cult of psychotic yeah. music fans. Okay. That just recently in the last are now three months Kansas just City became Chiefs Kansas fans. City Chiefs fans yeah. and okay. maybe don't have Peacock because they don't watch sports on Peacock. They yeah. have no reason to get Peacock. Uh, I saw some conspiracies that the NFL put the Chiefs on the Peacock game so that Swifties would pay the 1099 for Peacock. And that's probably more people that would pay for that than me as a non-Peacock subscriber. It's it's cheaper than an Eras tour ticket. Yeah. Ten ninety nine <laughs> to watch Taylor Swift on the sidelines. They're probably going to show her every play that they get an opportunity to. Absolutely. Even through the snow. I They'll have a cam in the box that she's in <laughs> yeah. probably. Yeah. Hey, that's a good conspiracy. It may be the truth. Now, Kansas City's favored by five which is a little surprising because both of these people have had a little bit shaky of a season, especially towards the end of it. They've both definitely not been as good as their records or no. the presumptions about their team. No, I mean, is. Kansas City is presumed to be like the best team in the NFL. And they're or, definitely you not. Know, or at least in the AFC, yeah. right? A lot of the times, especially coming into the season, and they're definitely not playing like that. I still think that they're going to beat the Dolphins because the Dolphins haven't showed me anything that makes me think that they're going to beat the Chiefs this weekend. No, I, if it was neutral field or in Miami, or I think I would not in give an edge to negative 10 weather. Yeah, right? I think I give an edge to Miami, but the Miami offense doesn't feel like it's one that operates well in weather. Um, yeah. In addition to that, they are incredibly banged up over yeah. the last two weeks. Yeah, and their um, defense is too, right? Well, that's more so than even their offense. Their defense is banged up, yeah. and their offense is banged up on top of it. you got Waddle, I don't think, is playing. Yeah. Tyreek's been in and out of being and hurt out. every single week Ankle for stuff. a month. Um, it just doesn't feel there. I don't see a lot of game scripts where the Dolphins win the game outside of their defense making some crazy plays. Yeah, and making some 
like a defensive touchdown in the weather pass, yeah, or yeah Tyreek gets loose or something or yeah, a chain probably or, more likely a run but yes is a chain even playing is he healthy i think a chain's healthy i'm not sure about Mostert. i think one of the two is out but whatever it is their whole team's hurt all right well let's move on to sunday games steelers at the bills we've already talked about it a lot so i think we can kind of brush through this one but the the steelers Albeit have been playing much better football. They've been running the ball significantly better the last three weeks. And Mason Rudolph looks much better than we've seen from quarterback play for the Steelers. Yep. Um, feels like a really bad matchup. And yep. TJ Watt's not playing. And yep. it's as simple as TJ Watt not playing. We are one in ten in his career when he doesn't play. He's a big piece of your team in general yes. and of your defense, especially. I don't see a lot of worlds where the Steelers do win this game, unfortunately. Nope. I would love to say the opposite for you, but I I just don't think it's a reasonable thing to, to wish for. Literally outside of the defense scoring um, or like one another crazy... Yeah. like Bills are on a Pickens cold streak game. now. Yeah. Josh I, Allen starts throwing picks again. I mean, all of those things are reasonable to happen, but yeah, probably not a guaranteed thing for sure not a guaranteed thing yeah i just don't i just don't like our chances i'm obviously gonna be there i'm gonna be rooting for him um we made it you know my dad kept banging the drum that if we 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 gotta get to the dance to win let me say this you gotta give it to him mason rudolph has been the best quarterback you've had all season all season he was leading the league in uh qbr (laughs) for for a game three weeks no he still is and he has a tied for the most 70-yard passing touchdowns or something like that. Like, I mean, there's a lot of yards <laughs> after catch. Uh, he's getting credit for a lot of the, the receivers running down the field. But to be fair, he's putting the ball right on him and giving him a chance to yeah. do it. So I'm not mad at him. Um, I hope he – I hope he. you know what? If he takes us all the way and we win the Super Bowl, then the God Nick love him. He'll be the Nick Foles. Yeah. I hope he's gone in a few years, but we'll – I mean, you'll trade him to the Jags. You never know, right? There you go. Um, Cowboys Packers is up next. Cowboys are playing at home. Cowboys are favored by seven. We've kind of briefly touched about this game too. And then Des caught it. Fans are, are, are are concerned. I'm concerned that Mike McCarthy is our head coach, but reasonably kind of like Steelers bills. We should win this game. Feels like a whooping's coming. We should win this game. And I'm going to be pretty pissed if we don't. Feels like Cowboys haters are on the wrong side of this one because you know, it'll be easy to say like, Oh, the Cowboys haven't played well against good teams. And you haven't. No, but the Packers aren't really a good team. They're yeah, they're they're not. They s- limped into the playoffs. I would say um, someone had to get in in the NFC, and they managed to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're going to kill them. So just I guess I don't know if we made official picks. Well, we did Texans, we did. Browns. We did. We both picked the Chiefs. Both picked the Chiefs. Think, both are picking the Cowboys. Uh, both are picking the. Bills. I have to pick the Bills as with my brain, but I'm picking the Steelers with my heart. <laughs> so which one is the official choice here? I mean, that is my official choice. Does that not count? <laughs> We're not keeping score here. Okay, fine. Um, yes, the Steelers <laughs> in heart are your choice. All right. The final Sunday night game, Rams at Lions. Detroit's favored by three. Only three, which I think is actually fair. So the story goes, Matt Stafford's coming back to Detroit for Detroit's first playoff game that they've hosted in so many years. Thirty, um, And... They're playing against the quarterback that they traded him for, Jared Goff. I mean, it's a good story. The Lions are probably the better team, but the Rams are definitely the hotter team. I definitely re- I refuse to accept the Matthew Stafford revenge game. Um, it's definitely more of a Jared Goff revenge game. 
because Jared yeah. Goff took the Rams to a Super Bowl, yeah, and then and they, then they said, sent him away. So and he has Matt a Stafford lot more reason. Won a Super Bowl, and whereas the Lions were like, "Hey, buddy, we're not good, and you've been incredible your whole career for us. We're going to send you somewhere with a chance to win a Super Bowl, yeah. which he then did." So it doesn't feel like he's going to take revenge on the Lions as much as Jared Goff has a reason to take revenge on yep. the Rams. So I think that's a stupid thing that I've seen posted yep. all over the place. But, yes, with that, um, I think this one will be a very close game because the Rams have been hot. The Lions also, I don't different strokes for different folks, but it felt like MCDC probably shouldn't have had his starters out there last week when Sam no. Laporta goes down. No, no, that was an interesting move. Interesting. Um, um, very on brand for MCDC to have everybody out there playing, yeah. but also, like, this is exactly why people rest their starters yeah. in week 18. To be fair, they wanted the second seed rather than the third seed. But when they played, did they have the chance at it still? Yes, if the Cowboys lost. And I think that they Ooh, played. playing at the same time. Yeah. So I got it's you. like, yeah, if we win and the Cowboys lose, like, might gotcha. as well. Okay, fair, but fair. does it really change that much? They'd be playing the Rams versus the Packers. I Sure, sure. I'd much rather play the Packers, but... Would you rather give up Sam Laporta? Again, like you said, no. there's a reason why starters sit, but... Hey, he made the decision. I actually am going to choose the Rams here. See, I think that's been a very um, like hot upset pick yeah. of all the games. And I, I definitely, definitely see the game script where it happens because the Lions secondary has been questionable. Um, and the Rams chunk passing of offense is pretty good. Elite, uh, I would say. They've got probably two of the top wide receivers in football right now. Yeah. Stafford, as long as he can find him. Yeah. Really good. And they have Kyron Williams, who's established himself as a top running back, too. I mean, their offense is Is good. Chugging. Um, With that said, I am going to stick with the Lions here. Stick to the guns. I I just like Jared Goff. The Jared Goff revenge game to me feels like more of a headline. Okay. After the fact. I think Matt Stafford goes back in and he says, I'm going to win it for Detroit and maybe forgets that he's <laughs> Well, maybe he will win it for playing. Detroit and throw like four oh, interceptions. maybe he'll do that. <laughs> this one's for you. Yes, for the fans that have stayed with me. I've won my Super Bowl. You get it. You get it now. He blows a kiss up to the to box shine, with yeah. the Mrs. Ford up oh, in it. Oh, man. Uh, the last game is on Monday. Eagles-Bucks. Phillies favored by three. They're at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay just has not looked good for two weeks in a row now. Neither have the Eagles. <laughs> Neither have the Eagles haven't looked good for seven weeks. The Bucks haven't looked good for two. I I still, like, Eagles just lost A.J. Brown. I don't know if Jalen Hurts is playing. Let me say this. If Jalen Hurts is playing, it's going to be the Eagles still, I think. Okay. However, if Jalen Hurts isn't playing, Bucks? Marcus Mariota is playing. Yeah. Maybe it's the Bucks. Maybe it's the Bucks. Maybe it's the Bucks. I'll go. I'll. I'll just go with that. Jalen Hurts is in. It's the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is out. It's the Bucks. Uh, it's. I think it's easy to say the Eagles will win this game just because they're really good. But based on the the absolute abysmal last month and a half that they've had, um, and Jalen Hurts being hurt and AJ Brown not playing, I think it's hard for me to take them. Um, with that being said, though, uh, you still have a pretty darn good offensive line and good run game. Yeah. So that's where I think the difference is here. If I had to, if a gun in my head, I had to make a pick. I think I'm also going to take the Eagles, but like my hot upset of the week would be the Bucks for sure. More so than the Rams. Okay. I think I would say like, I, that's not a real, like you're not nailing me down here. I, I'm i leaving it slightly open. I'm taking the Eagles, but if Jalen Hurt doesn't play, it definitely would pick the Bucks. Yeah. I think this one's going to be much closer than 
maybe the average person that hasn't kept up. That's fair. At the at the beginning of the season, maybe even mid season, maybe even at the end of the season, someone sees Eagles versus Bucks. It's not really watching football. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Eagles all all day. I think if you're a Bucks fan, you have to like this matchup. Oh, a hundred percent. If you had to choose the Eagles or the Rams or the Packers, maybe you choose the Packers first. But the way the Eagles have looked, I don't know. You might you might pick them. Well, I mean, one. it was basically going to come down to Eagles or Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. You choose uh, Eagles or Cowboys. Eagles, yeah. Yeah. 10 out of 10 in that matchup. So yeah. you got to be happy if you're a Bucks fan, at least that you got the better of the two matchups. I don't know who I'd rather play as a Cowboys fan, the the, Pan, the Packers or the Bucks. Both of those teams are not very good. You get good. to play the Packers at home. So that's an easy answer for you. That is an easy, it's, it's turf. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll have some traction. <laughs> um, look, last week's record. Our final week of the season. We got to get it out on air here. You were seven and nine. You did pick a lot of upsets to try to come back. I wish, going back, I wish I had been able to do like, these are my picks to catch you, but these would be my actual picks. Yeah. Because I think I would have done really well because I would have picked the Steelers and I would have picked the Titans. Yeah. I would have also probably picked Miami, but like I would have had a decent bit of upsets. Like stuff I wouldn't have picked. Like I was going to go Cincy. I was going to go with the Packers. Like there was stuff that I would have taken. Yeah. I wish, looking back, we could have done both so I could at least take some credit for a decent week. But, yeah, I, I went for yeah. it, and I, t- and I totally missed. Not totally. It kind of half missed. missed. Mostly missed. Well, I went 11-5. and five. You were 7-9. and nine. Yep. So you went four more back. But, hey, a couple of those games were pretty close. So yeah. not bad. On the season totals, unfortunately, you didn't catch up. No. Uh, 122 and 86 for you, 134 and 74 for me for our podcast season totals. We did pretty well. I think so. I think that that honestly was a, a something I'm pretty content with, right? Let's see, what was it? You won 22 and 86. So 208 games we, we picked. Yeah, it's like 70%, right? That would be... 75%, 70%, somewhere in that ballpark? 60%. 122. Oh, yeah. Duh. And then, Out of, you said 208 games? Yeah. yeah, good call, good call. And then I was 65-ish percent, so... Overall, can't Pretty be good. too upset about that. It's over 500. I'll take that as a record for my team. Over 500 probably makes the playoffs. It did, for the most part. Um, it's been a good NFL season. It and has. I hope that the playoffs are just as good for both of us. I hope it's fruitful. This, the wild card weekend historically has been um, not the best for the NFL, it feels like. like I kind of wish. Seeds. It, it seems like they, as a seven seed, this is going to sound shocking. I, I wish they would just go back to having six. I know they did it for the extra game, but I, I think it just, it feels like the two seed should have des- like earned a buy like they used to. Yeah. And I feel like as a seven seed, you're just not as com- like, you're just not that competitive. Like a three versus six feels competitive. A four versus five feels competitive. Would you rather not be watching the Steelers and just being like, no, that's what I'm saying as a Steelers fan, that feels like a bad take right in the present. But in general, as an NFL fan, maybe going forward, I kind of preferred when it was six. That's fair. I, I think that's a reasonable thing. And that's something that people are saying about the college football playoffs that are coming next year is like, is a 12 seed, Really, it's going to be the top five from a yeah. non-power five. But is an 11 seed going to be useful against a two seed? Probably not. Is a 12 seed going to be useful against a one seed? And it is Probably the NFL. Not. So, like, we still have a chance to beat the Bills as little as the chance it is. Yep. We have a chance. We have a chance to go on a run. Sure, I see that. But, like, I don't want it to become the NBA where it's, like, regular season doesn't matter because the entire NBA gets into the playoffs. Right. Like, 
I like that there was some exclusivity in the NFL. Yeah. And seven still feels relatively exclusive. You still had to win 10 games to get in. So that's not easy to do. As yep. Dylan has pointed out f- several times, going 10 and seven <laughs> is hard to do. Yes, it is. But it doesn't, neither of these two versus seven games look on paper to be competitive. No, the eye test, you guys fail miserably. Right. And so do the Packers, and unfortunately. It's like, it just doesn't feel like it is a, Play like it just doesn't feel like it should be. Like it feels like those one and two should earn buys, and then you play the three, six, four, five games. Yeah, because you'd still get Browns in. You'd still get the Browns versus the Texans. That's a great game. Yeah, yeah. Lions and, and the, the, the the Rams. That Dolphins, looks like a great game Chiefs, on paper. Probably a good game. Right. Like you get some good matchups, but I think you. you get I understand the, the NFL wanting extra, the two extra games so that they can make more money on the two extra games, but it. It just feels like you're cheapening the playoffs a little bit. Yep. Anyways. Well, that was it for the week. Box. That is your soapbox. Now you're off. That's it for the week. We'll see you guys again in one more week. Yeah.